Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hi there, it's time to start the show, but first, here's a word from Stephanie Miller. Well, if you ever catch yourself thinking when looking in the mirror, I wish my under-eye bags would just go away. You're not alone! Bags and puffiness under the eyes are a problem for millions of American men and women. Until now, introducing my new favorite, the new GenuCell Serum with plant stem cell technology from Chamonix. Susan from New Jersey wrote me, I've been using GenuCell for a couple months. The puffiness around my eyes is gone. Even the crow's feet and small lines have disappeared and haven't come back. I love this product. I use it under my eyes, around the cheekbones, and on my eyelids. With its instant effects, Chamonix says you'll see results in the first 12 hours or your money back. They guarantee it. Order now and save big on Genucel's risk-free introductory offer. Go to lovegenucel.com slash Stephanie. That's G-E-N-U-C-E-L. For an instant 10% off your order, order now. You'll get the amazing Genucel XV face cream when you order the exclusive Genucel most popular package at checkout. That's love, G-E-N-U-C-E-L dot com slash Stephanie. Lovegenucel.com slash Stephanie. And now let the cartoons begin. Recorded live in the USA covering the whole wide world this is the bob seska show presented by bubblegenius.com newman kramer if you'll indulge me according to your story hernandez passes you and starts walking up the ramp Mm -hmm. then you say you were struck on the right temple the spit then proceeds to ricochet off the temple striking newman between the third and the fourth rib the spit then came off the rib, made a right turn, hitting Newman in the right wrist, causing him to drop his baseball cap. The spit then splashed off the wrist, pauses in midair, mind you, makes a left turn, and lands on Newman's left thigh. That is one magic loogie. What happened to your head when you got hit? Well, uh, uh, my head went back to the left. Say that again. Back and to the left. Back and to the left. Back and to the left. I'm leaving. Jerry's a nut. Bob Seska. Today's Rachel Maddow Show Award for Headline Excellence goes to Bob Seska. The Bob Seska Show.
Oh, by the way, we got Larry Charles next week. Larry Charles returning to the show next Wednesday. I can't fucking wait. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, June 15, 2021. And this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, what's up? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hello. Day 147 of the Biden-Harris administration, 510 days until the 22 midterms. I have some good news about that coming up here in a second. Find me on Instagram at the Bob Seska and on Twitter at Bob Seska underscore go. And oh yes, here he is. Yeah. Buzz. You've said it all. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Hi, what's up? Hi, 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 Bob. Hi, everybody. Hello. It's great to be back, isn't it? Yeah, great yeah. to be back in front of a live studio audience. Isn't that nice? <laughs> yes, it we, is. I almost didn't hear my introduction over the cicadas. <laughs> He is Bob. Yeah. I am Buzz. Right. And we're just trying to figure out where to put our Pulitzers. <laughs> yeah, the Pulitzer, Pulitzer Committee passed us up again, Bob. Yeah. Uh, no. we, we also we also didn't make Trump's enemies list. <laughs> but it was an honor just to be nominated. <laughs> I know. Five years running, we keep getting snubbed. Uh, Bob and I were both almost late for the show today. Uh, we have been super busy spying on our lawyer. <laughs> All the kids are doing it. I know. But you know who I feel sorry for right now? Uh, that poor Merrick Garland. Oh, I know. Uh, Merrick so Garland sad, trying, so trying to figure out. Yeah. It is. It is. It is truly sad. Yeah. Here's a man trying to figure out if he should investigate the investigators who investigated the investigators. <laughs> Joe Biden is uh, meeting with Vladimir Putin tomorrow, yes. uh, Wednesday, a mm-hmm. big summit. Uh, among other things, uh, they're going to talk about a possible prisoner swap. Uh, here's the deal, as Joe Biden would say. Uh, they give us two wrongly imprisoned Americans, and we give them Trump and Bill Barr. The Bob Seska Show. What do you say? <laughs> All right, here's a classic from Rocky Mountain Mike. Yep. Jeffrey works for the New Yorker, <laughs> saving his penis for fun day. <laughs> Shit. Jamie she said, Jeffrey, we all see your PP. <laughs> yeah, working on that, you can throw out your back, 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 back. You ought to know by now. <laughs> Stay in your house with your hacks and jacks. Is that what he does with his money? And it seems he's got too much time. If that's what he's all about. Jeffrey, if that's tubing up, then I'm. Rocky Mountain Mike. Rocky underscore mountain underscore Mike on Instagram. Follow him now. Are monkeys running CNN? What's going on over there? <laughs> I think so. I, you know why? Why? I mean, you have Rick Santorum, and mm-hmm. he's, now he's gone, I guess. But yeah. it's always somebody, and now they're bringing back Jeffrey Tubin, right? Uh, because you know they're a credible news operation. <laughs> Just keep them away from technology. Uh, you know, that's is the My thing. God. I keep going back as we talked about this a little bit on the after party on Friday. Is that uh, the thing with Jeffrey Tubin is not only did it show poor judgment, but it just showed a lack of understanding about how shit works. You know what I mean? And like that's and that's just CNN. <laughs> I mean, how do you get through most of the pandemic where we were all using Zoom practically on a daily basis and you get all the way to that point? When was it, a few months ago? And he and he didn't realize that his camera was on. Come on. Come, seriously. And also, if the urge to jerk off 
is that powerful that it's just it's in that close proximity to an actual zoom meeting uh-huh. y- you might have you a problem have a, yeah. you have a problem absolutely <laughs> yeah no question about it i think yeah. you know maybe he thought he was uh, maybe he had more than one screen maybe he had maybe he had a little something going on on another screen yeah, I, don't I don't know, know. Right, uh, right and you know it's so easy to get confused and he'd been locked up for a very long time no the man has a problem uh and cnn has a problem for crying out yeah. loud that's mm. That's the most ridiculous part of all of this, you know. I understand man has a problem has to go away. Only CNN would put him back on the air. Yeah, Only yeah. CNN. What the hell's going on over there? I know shit. And what's the other screen, by the way? You mentioned there are two screens. So I'm thinking, what does he have? Like oh, his own Pornhub live grinder, channel or something? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what Jeffrey Tubin's doing three shows, five on Saturdays. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. you know, he had to squeeze on a Zoom meeting, and well, the wires got crossed. <laughs> One thing led to Christ. another. You know how it goes. Yeah, and and by the way, regarding the Batman versus Catwoman controversy from Twitter yesterday, we're going to be covering that a little bit on the Stephanie Miller show tomorrow morning, but mostly oh. on Friday's after party. I, I'm sorry okay. to disappoint everybody. I know everyone was looking well, forward to me, me weighing yeah. in on Batman and Cunnilingus, but we're going to have to wait. <laughs> I'm, I'm saving it. I'm saving that one up. I'm eager to hear that. Right. And then uh, Kimberly and I will talk about it on uh, Friday's After Party, a little <laughs> bit sure. more depth. It's, it's, there's only so oh, far really? you can that... go on broadcast radio tomorrow. So Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. That's true. Well, so uh, the Trump DOJ spied on members of Congress. They tried to spy on Don McGahn, their own yeah. guy. Uh, we already knew they spied on uh, journalists from CNN. And where was mm-hmm. it? New York Times? New York Times, Washington yeah. Post. Uh, all three out. Outlets, uh, the Post, the Times, and CNN. Um, and uh, I guess they were checking to see if Jeffrey Tubin was coming back. Yeah, right. Uh, but 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 uh, yeah, those are the those are the, the targets of that in, in terms of the media that we know of so far. There may well have been others, but those were uh, on Trump's enemies list. All three of those networks had been publicly uh, those news outlets have been publicly called out by Trump mm-hmm. uh, as as being his enemy. Uh, as were uh, the Republican uh, Don McGahn, the Republican White House. Council yeah. and uh, at least two Democrats, and I think we'll probably uh, learn of more. Uh, but but uh, Adam Schiff and and uh, uh, Eric Swalwell mm-hmm. as well. Uh, so it, it what is this? You put all this together. What do you have? You have an enemies list. Yeah. And for the first time in American history, uh, out Nixoning Nixon, uh, we, we you know these these folks were investigated by the Justice Department. And I'm so glad you went there because I was just going to ask you, the, the guy who started his entire career covering Watergate. The the parallels to Nixon and all of this, the gigantic overlaps between what Nixon was doing with the White House plumbers and what Donald Trump did. And the question that I have is, is Donald Trump borrowing the Nixon shit or is he just so fucking clueless that he just stumbled into the same Nixon shit just by accident because he's so corrupt. You know what I mean? Yeah, which, the which one of those two I really, things is it? I, I really think it's the latter. If you think... Trump is following any kind of model. Uh, you're mistaken because I, that would require him to learn the model, and uh, that that involves the word "learn." And so, you you see how that all falls apart when you break it down like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, he's he's winging it. He's doing his uh, carnival barker con man thing, mm-hmm. uh, his his mob boss thing, uh, and and uh, you know he was following his instincts. I think this yeah. was all. Uh, knee-jerk instinct uh, uh, in the moment. You know, you remember he was always very much in the moment. 
right, as right. a president. And uh, in that particular moment, he did these things. And and now we have uh, we have William Barr and we have Jeff Sessions mm-hmm. and even Rod Rosenstein. Keep an eye on this man, Rod Rosenstein. I yeah. I once thought he might be a good guy. I'm now thinking he might very very well be a bad guy. Uh, and I think there's growing evidence of that. Uh, I'm glad that he's now included among those who are likely to be subpoenaed, at least by the House, mm-hmm. even if the Senate isn't able to do it. Um, I, I, this is, uh, you know, it, it just it, it's more of the same. Yeah, uh, you know, it's, it's, we we thought we were out of the nightmare, but uh, the nightmare lives on. And from what I'm hearing, what I'm hearing uh, is what you predicted uh, a year or two ago, and that is. We're going to be repairing these things for the next 10 years. Oh, yeah, if not longer. I mean, it's going to be an ongoing process to plug all of these holes, all these giant gaping holes in the wall. You know, Trump, like the Kool-Aid man, bashing through all of these Democratic norms, and it's just going to be a matter of time before those things get repaired. Because as you know, the ship of state in the United States, it takes a long time to steer that ship in a U-turn or make a course correction or yeah, something like and, that. You know, And we're taking on water at yeah, the same oh time. Oh, my God, uh, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah, yeah. because uh, what I've heard people echo over the last week, what I said here uh, a week ago today, mm-hmm. and that is, uh, although all important, all elections have been declared the most important of our lives in recent memory, yeah. this next one, 2022, is for, and let me underscore this phrase, it's for all the marbles. All the marbles, yep. It's it's everything. It's democracy. I mean, it's that serious uh, the crisis is that serious, even with Trump out of office. Mm-hmm. And if we don't rise not just to the occasion, but above the occasion, we will go underwater. Yeah, and along those lines, I want to get back to the DOJ thing in, in just yes, a second. I'm but be, sorry. but be, yeah. as we continue on here, I just wanted to mention along the lines of the 22 midterms, uh-huh. I posted this yesterday on Twitter, and it's thankfully getting some traffic. It's getting some views on it, which is nice. And here it is. This is a reason for hope for 2022. I know last week was the Good. week of despair, the bleak week. You mean it got better and no one told me? <laughs> Well, last week, everyone was feeling like shit. There was just people were just, you know, screaming and upset and all over Twitter. And so here's reason for hope for 2022 next year in the midterm elections. There are 20 Republican Senate seats up for grabs compared with only 14 Democratic seats. That means the Republicans have to defend more of their seats than the Democrats do. Now, look, it, it's only a six-seat separation between those, but still, that gives an advantage. Republicans have to spend more resources to defend all of those seats Good. compared to only 14 Democratic we, seats. We do. It is an advantage, and we need every advantage that we can get, but we must yeah. not forget between now and then that uh, Republican legislatures across the country, uh, I think in some 41 states now, mm-hmm. uh, there are laws to restrict voter access. Yeah. And uh, increasingly, in I think more than a dozen states now, perhaps 14, there are laws that allow Republican election officials to overturn the results of an election. So uh, it's it's important that we have every advantage we can get, and that is a real advantage. There are other real advantages that we have. Uh, but just remember, there there is this lurking danger of Republican election officials overturning the results of elections. That's where we are right now. Yeah. As I, I said on the show several weeks ago, uh, had these rules been in effect in 2021, 
Donald Trump would still be president. And yeah. that's what we're looking at in the future. And, and here's why I bring that up, because there's a ray of hope there if people get off their asses and do something. Absolutely. Uh, people have quit out of uh, rightful fear uh, for their lives and the safety of their families. Uh, have quit their uh, election official uh, their jobs as election officials. Yep. And uh, who's going to fill those vacancies? Uh, Republicans who support Donald Trump, who are eager to take advantage of these new laws to overturn elections. Be afraid of this uh, to the point of writing your senators and congressmen, no matter how dem- Democratic or Republican they may be. Yeah. No matter how uh, you may live in California and feel like you're safe, you're not. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, If you live in Texas, you're definitely not safe. Well, the baseline, I mean, let's set those things aside because that's a it's it's the same issue, but it's we can kind of tackle these things one thing at a time. Like okay. as a baseline, just in terms of 34 Senate seats that are up for grabs in 2022, right. a bunch of those Republicans are actually retiring. So it's taken the incumbent mm-hmm. off the table. Uh, in, yes, yeah, I true. think specifically Pat Toomey in Pennsylvania is retiring. Ron Johnson might retire. Another uh, advantage. Plus you have uh, both of those races. Ron Johnson and Pat Toomey, both Republicans, Wisconsin and Pennsylvania, in states that Biden won last year. So the the Republicans have a tough haul in those two seats. Now, if the Democrats can, one, defend all the seats, defend all of their 14 seats or, uh, you know, emerge with a net uh, improvement in the Senate, that's great. But the key to all of this is going to be as we've discussed in many years past, which is that, uh-huh. yes, we know that there is uh, voter suppression. We know there's voter ID laws. We know that Republicans are going to play grab ass with the results of the election if they can. Uh, plus, uh, on the House side, you've got gerrymandering. Certainly on the, uh, on the state legislature side, you've got gerrymandering. But if the Democrats can seriously bring the energy and bring the hustle, right. then it can turn out well. And right. I believe that these laws are being passed soon enough that the Democratic Party uh, will be able to combat some of these things. And and you're right. House Sparks has a good point about some of the voter suppression efforts contained in the election laws, which is that he's relatively competent. I think I heard Joy Reid explaining a similar thing recently, which is that, yeah, the get out the vote effort is going to be geared around some of these new structural hurdles uh, Uh at the polling places that we're going to have to deal with. And bear in mind, too, there are a couple of other things here, too. And then I get back to the DOJ thing. But all of the shit that Donald Trump and the Republicans have been screaming about with regard to the 2022 election. Uh-huh. Or not the 2022 election, but last year's 2020 election. Right, right. Is actually um, working to depress Republican turnout because Republican voters, red hats, are going, well, shit, if the Democrats are just going to steal the election, why even fucking bother? And we don't want to fall into that same trap ourselves. And no. so I think one of the theories is, and this is what Hal Sparks was talking about, one of the theories is that these election laws are meant to assuage some of the depressed Republican voter turnout. It's trying to calm their own voters down after spending, what, now six months with, uh, you know, Republican leadership screaming about, you know, how the election was stolen. You know, of course, without right. any evidence whatsoever to prove right. that. It's all shit that Donald Trump made up. But, yeah, of course, Donald Trump is going to care more about his own fate than the overall status of the party and its voters and its get out the oh. vote effort and, and the potential for depressed turnout and so on. He didn't give yeah. a shit about about that 
All he wants is to uh, prove himself to have actually won the election. Which Republicans have Republicans have started to realize that their uh, discrediting of elections is hurting them as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. some of that is beginning to soak in. Oh, yeah, there yeah. are there, there are numerous advantages. Another advantage Democratic voters can uh, take some comfort in is the fact that. Joe Biden is president, and mm-hmm. Joe Biden is a very popular president. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, people from both parties like what Joe, voters from both parties like what Joe Biden is doing, despite what you hear from the likes of Mitch McConnell and mm-hmm. Marjorie Taylor Greene. No, oh, yeah. And in fact, just to throw this in uh, at this point, is that Joe Biden's approval poll average, according to Real Clear Politics, has now leveled off at plus 12. You know, usually what you see is a president uh, is inaugurated and their approval numbers are really, really high. And then you see those those two lines slowly begin to converge over time. The disapproval and approval lines slowly begin to get closer and closer until sometimes they overlap. (laughs) In the case of Donald Trump, the disapproval rose higher than the approval line on the graph. But now Joe Biden's approval polls. The approval and the disapproval have leveled off. They're holding steady. They're not the closest, con- they're not converging. They're they're actually parallel right. to each other at plus right. twelve. And right. that the is closest, enormous. The closest the closest those two lines have come to each other is twelve points, which is yeah, uh, which is a landslide in in election terms. Yeah, absolutely. So right now, even Ra- okay, Rasmussen has them tied, which is just fuck Rasmussen. Rasmussen, <laughs> right? They're, they're very very heavily weighted. We need yeah. we need to stop including them in the averages. I yeah, think. I know, but I mean they they I mean the margin for Rasmussen has been as high as uh, seven or eight uh, in recent uh, in recent right. times here. Uh, Reuters has them at plus fifteen. Uh, the Hill has them at plus twenty two. Economist plus eight, Politico Morning Consult plus nine, IBD tip plus 27. (laughs) <laughs> Fox News plus 12, Quinnipiac plus 8. These are all Joe Biden's approval numbers. Just enormous. If these numbers hold going into the midterms, I have a feeling that people will reward the Democrats, provided, you know, all things being the way they are right now, uh-huh. uh, th- things could turn out very, very well. Now, that's all to say that the only way they're going to turn out well is if we just fucking bring the energy. If we start right. building the energy, we start building the hustle, and we outnumber them. There are more of us than there are of them. If we can do this, then you know we're, we're going to gain more of a majority in the Senate, or we're going to gain a majority in the Senate, because right now it's 50-50. Uh-huh. And right. in the House, we'll expand the majority, and that's, that's the entire goal. And remember, in the House, they've done everything you want them to do. The House right. of Representatives has passed all of the things on the wish list for this term. So bear that in mind when you step into the voting booth and you start g- going down the uh, the ballot if and there are those House yeah, races. Yeah, if you're a moderate uh, Democrat or a, a, a very, very progressive Democrat or anywhere in between, mm-hmm. uh, the House, uh, the, the Democrats in the House who have the majority there have already done everything on your wish list. Yeah. And I, I like a lot of other people, I'm getting tired of seeing what the Democrats haven't done. Why haven't the Democrats right. done this? Why haven't they subpoenaed? Uh, Bill Barr and and they may get to that certainly the House I believe will subpoena them they can't do it in the Senate because in the Senate because it is 50-50 the committees are evenly divided and it takes a committee to move that uh, to the floor to move that subpoena to the floor and uh, because the committees are 50-50 there is no Democratic majority in the Senate 
to, to do that in committee, to get it out of committee. Uh, so uh, these accusations that the Democrats aren't doing anything are disproven what you've just listed, mm-hmm. uh, that, that uh, all the things the House has done that's on every uh, progressive and every Democrat's wish list, uh, and what the Senate hasn't done because it can't, and that's why we, it's so important. <laughs> I love uh, Bring the Energy. I think that would make a great slogan. Oh, yeah. Uh, bring the Energy 2020. And it would especially be effective, I think, in Texas where – they're being told not to wash their dishes or something because oh, of Jesus. because of the grid again. Yeah. Texas, I just let me just throw this in because I, mm-hmm. I know I keep taking this off track, but this has to be said, uh, and it is being said by a number of people, and that is that uh, Texas uh, managed to, the legislature there managed this year to find time to restrict women's uh, health rights. Right. They 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 found time to restrict voters' rights. Uh, Governor Abbott's talking about uh, using Texas taxpayer money to build a Texas wall against Mexico, but uh, that power grid that failed them over the winter, uh, now that uh, the heat of summer is setting in and setting in earlier than ever because of climate change, uh, the state and the legislature and the governor have done nothing to fix that grid, and uh, the lights are about to go out in Texas again. So, yeah, bring the energy 2020 would be a good slogan for the nation and for Texas. Yeah, maybe a shirt along those lines. Maybe I'll reopen <laughs> yes, our uh, you you our store should. on the website. You yeah, should. maybe, maybe, maybe. Okay, well, I mean, along those lines, talking about uh, subpoenas and the 50-50 Senate, there is one possibility to subpoena some of these guys in the uh, DOJ investigation, and that is to get Ben Sass. Ben Sass sits on the Judiciary Committee, the mm-hmm. Senate Judiciary mm-hmm. Committee. And of course, as you said, that's a 50-50 divide based on this power-sharing deal that was made at the beginning of this Congress uh, right. between Chuck Schumer and Mitch McConnell and the fact that it is divided 50-50, I mean, minus Kamala Harris as a tiebreaker. So in the Senate Judiciary Committee, if they can get Ben Sass to vote with the Democrats, they can get their subpoenas. Mm-hmm. And remember, Ben Sass, when the rubber hits the road, when it came to voting on the second impeachment conviction in the Senate, Ben Sass voted to convict Donald Trump. This uh, is another case where more than one thing can be true. Yeah. Uh, he's, I think, has been true to conservative values and represented ideas that you and I dislike. Right. But as you said, when the rubber meets the road, he tends to do the right thing and mm-hmm. I would think would be vulnerable to influence in this area. Bear in mind, too, he voted in support of the 1-6 commission, too, on the floor of the Senate. Yes, he did. So there's a possibility that when it comes to this DOJ spying business with Bill Barr and Jeff Sessions and maybe even Matt Whitaker in there, maybe Jeffrey Rosen in the mix as well, that you know Ben Sass would at the very least vote to authorize subpoenas. It's not a guilty vote by any stretch of the imagination. No, this is a vote no. to say, okay, we're going to compel these guys to come in. And while uh, Jerry Nadler and the House Judiciary Committee is doing their thing, because we learned last night that the House Judiciary Committee is launching an investigation. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and at the same time, if the Senate Judiciary Committee launches its investigation, I think that would be a, a one-two punch that would be uh, really and formidable. Yeah, I would remind our impatient, and Nancy Pelosi had a great quote about impatience. Uh, she, she I, I heard The quote ended with, but I respect your impatience. Yeah. And 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 <laughs> I, I, I loved that. I, yeah. And I respect everyone's impatience patience with Mm -hmm. this uh but uh, the way this is done is first you invite them to testify and if they decline or hem and haw too much then you subpoena them you don't just subpoena them out of the gate i i know you'd like to i know it would make things move (laughs) faster i know you'd like this movie to be over soon but it, it just doesn't work that way 
take a breath, uh, patience and persistence, I would say. Well, now, Buzz, they're using the uh, Ronald Reagan Iran-Contra excuse, which is that, I don't know. I mean, I, now, I, I was just doing right. Bill Barr. I yeah, was, yeah. <laughs> right. No, I know. Mr. Barr, what do you think? Did you know about this? Well, I, what does it mean, this? I, I, I'm grappling with the word this. Well, this is, yeah. I, you know, under oath is a different situation. Let's get yeah, him under oath yeah. and let's have ex- the experienced and very talented prosecutors mm-hmm. who are serving in the House ask him these questions, yeah. and for that matter, the Senate. But... Uh, the house is kind of where the action is on this, I think. And uh, let's let's have a, a talented prosecutor, a grill bill. Let's grill bill. Grill bill. There uh, you go. Another uh, T-shirt about, idea uh, about this, and and uh, do it under oath, and let's see what happens because a talented prosecutor knows how to trap uh, those who are testifying or giving oh, yeah. de- depositions. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it becomes even easier to do so if they have some kind of evidence they can present. So let's let's get some popcorn, see what happens. Has anyone talked to Matt Whitaker about all of this? Has anyone questioned Matt Whitaker? I mean, members of the press, has anyone uh, called him up and said, did you know anything about this uh, spying business uh, about uh, Schiff and Swalwell, the Intelligence Committee? I mean, do you know anything? Because remember, Matt Whitaker was the temporary guy, the acting, one of uh, Trump's right. many actings between between the firing well, of Jess Sessions and the hiring of Bill Barr. And I'm wondering Also, if, within the last 12 hours, we learned yeah. that uh, Trump had pressured... Uh, Jeffrey people, Rosen. Yeah, it, it, to, uh, to to investigate e- even after Bill Barr was gone. Right, right. Uh, so, yeah, it, 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 they drag them all in. I oh, mean, yeah, yeah. Well, that was one of the big stories the last uh, 12 hours or so, is that Jeffrey mm-hmm. Rosen, uh, who was the uh, acting AG after Barr was fired. And, in fact, we've learned that right. Barr was fired an hour after these memos went out to Jeffrey Rosen from Donald Trump, or Donald Trump's White House assistant, so many about the election. Mom. Yeah, so, yeah. So many coincidences. And, you know, the same with, like, the McGahn investigation. Mm-hmm. When the FBI started uh, looking into McGahn's communications on behalf of Donald Trump, yeah. that Bill Barr and Jeff Sessions and Rod Rosenstein say, Stein say they know nothing about. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when that all started, it was all simultaneous to, you know, uh, McGahn talking to Mueller. And, and the, it was at the height of the Russia investigation. Uh, it, it's very clear you know, the, uh, you see these coincidental occurrences uh, surrounding uh, the very things we're investigating now. Oh, yeah, yeah. And this was another case of a Saturday night massacre. I mean, it wasn't yeah, as, you know, this guy goes and then that guy goes and then that guy goes. It wasn't sort of like that. But this is one of many Donald Trump Saturday night massacres involved in this Jeffrey Rosen election story where it was an hour before Donald Trump fired Bill Barr, announced that Bill Barr was going to be stepping down. It was an hour before that when Donald Trump began pressuring Jeffrey Rosen, who was, of course, the acting AG, Trump's last AG. Trump sent an email message via his assistant to Jeffrey Rosen, as I said a second ago, the incoming acting attorney general that contained documents purporting to show evidence of election fraud in northern Michigan, the same claims that a federal judge had thrown out a week earlier in a lawsuit filed by uh, Trump's personal lawyers. Another email from Trump to Mr. Rosen followed two weeks after that, again via the president's assistant, that included a draft of a brief that Mr. Trump wanted the Justice Department to file to the Supreme Court 
It argued, among other things, that state officials had used the pandemic to weaken election security and pave the way for widespread election fraud. And that was a fucking scam that Donald Trump was carrying out since a year ago, last spring and early summer, the early days of the pandemic. Donald Trump started going after the mail-in voting. And that was all a, a way to tenderize his supporters' already soft skulls <laughs> into supporting his campaign against mail-in voting. This is all about Donald Trump getting reelected. His entire strategy around COVID, all about Donald Trump getting elected. This is why, to me, I, I sometimes fall into that camp, Buzz, and I apologize. I sometimes get a little... Uh, uh, a little impatient because uh, I feel like with this shit, oh, with, sure. with I COVID too. and the election and I know we and one six, I feel like God, you got to rip the bandaid off. You got to you got to be swift <laughs> yeah, and know, and scary about it because and otherwise we, should be. we get we, we copycats. Be. Yeah, yeah, we should be swifter than usual. We we should uh, be we should be. And it's happened before at various times in our history, including during Watergate. Uh, there have been occasions when judges or various people at various levels of government have made a move that would normally be considered premature, but mm -hmm. uh, they knew they were right, and they were right. Yeah. Uh, this is one of those cases where I, I think things could be expedited. Uh, all I can tell my friends is uh, it's a process. It's always been this way. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, you just have to wait it out. Uh, mm -hmm. what was it? it was a year after Nixon was gone that his attorney general went to prison. Right. Uh, it, it just takes time. Yeah, uh, yeah. People are on the case. Good people are on the case. Uh, we, we have reason, of course, to be concerned about who still occupies the Justice Department and whether Merrick Garland can clean house there. And and I am serious when I say poor Merrick Garland. The guy's been on the job what two months? I don't know. It hasn't been. It doesn't seem yeah. like it's been very long. Maybe I've lost track of time. Right. But he he just got there, and uh, Trump had already fired. You know, I mean, the the, the place had been decimated from a personnel standpoint mm -hmm. uh, from from previous uh, administrations, uh, and uh, many of the people who remained are Trump supporters, and and maybe they haven't spoken up or made themselves known. So it. It's going to take a little while to root out all the Trump supporters that are still pushing buttons behind the scenes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he's got his work cut out for him. But now, uh, you know, I think uh, he's now opening this investigation or, you know, looking oh, into yeah. what happened, <laughs> trying to I'm, fix all of this shit. Look, Mer Merrick Garland, and I think I said a week or so ago, and I hate to keep doing that, but it's true. I said he needs to do something uh, to let us know that he's on the right side of things. Mm -hmm. And in, in the week since, he's done exactly that. Yeah. I'm very satisfied. He has assured me through his policies and his decisions and his public remarks that he's dead serious about all of this and isn't going to let any of it slide. He, he's got a prioritization problem. There's He's got a lot of fires to put out. I mean, a oh, lot yeah. of fires. And everybody's like, why haven't you got all the fires put out yet? You know, it's like, <laughs> right. you know so I, I do yeah. have some sympathy yeah. for the guy. Right. Uh, but I do believe in him still. Um, I, I just, again... Patience and persistence, yeah, my friends. And bear in mind that we spent five years trying to defend the rule of law. And right. that still applies even right. after Donald Trump is gone. I'm just throwing right. that out there. Remember, it's all about the rule of law. And if we start saying, hey, you know what? Fuck that law. No, 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 no. We, we got to follow the rule of law until the law is changed. And the way that, we change the law is we turn out with energy and hustle in the next election. That's how we change the laws. That, that's, yeah. that said, Bob, that, yeah. that said, uh, let's string them up. Let's string them all up. <laughs> 
<laughs> so we can say we can let it out that way, maybe. That perfect, perfect, absolutely perfect. Well, you know what? There's so much going on in the world that can make it difficult for us to relax and decompress. Whether it's Mitch McConnell, Donald Trump, Bill Barr, etc., Congress, what have you, the next election. Oh my God! But fear not. Now there are CBD gummies called Sunday Scaries. So if you're looking for a way to decompress, Sunday Scaries can help. Visit SundayScaries.com. Use the promo code SexyLiberal, all one word, at checkout, and get. 25% off your order. That's 25% off at sundayscaries.com with the promo code SEXYLIBERAL. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. These products are not for use by any persons under the age of 18. That's sundayscaries.com. Use the promo code SEXYLIBERAL. Thank you. The Bob Seska Show. love this song. This is a brand new recording artist of the show. This is Lee Thomas. A song called Cheap Cherry Wine from Melbourne, Australia. One of the reasons I love it so much. I love when we get international submissions here on the show to the indie music lineup, the indie music playlist on the show. Melbourne, Australia. That just blows me away. LeeThomasMusic.com. Link in the description to support Lee Thomas's music and this Fucking amazing song. Uh, yeah, another contender for Song of the Summer. BobSeska.com slash music. We'd like to submit your stuff to the show. Thank you for doing that in advance. Okay. Music of wonder from down under. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we get a lot of submissions from Australia. We I noticed. New Zealand. Yeah, amazing. I'm going to have to cut a new liner for your music show. <laughs> I mean, I'm just so used to doing, you know, like when you come up in radio, you know how it is, Buzz. It's just like, right. it's local radio. So you're basically confined I to know. whatever region that you're in, whatever town you're in. And this is just like uh, people from Ukraine and Australia and New Zealand and all these yeah, faraway places. And then a radio syndication came and, you know, we're bad. We're nationwide. Well, <laughs> now, you know, that's nothing. You know, now we're worldwide. That's yeah, that's yeah. even more cool. I love podcasting for that reason, among others. Well, here's a weird thing to admit on the show. I don't totally hate Joe Scarborough. I've had some very pleasant uh, email exchanges, some DM exchanges with Joe Scarborough. I disagree with him when he mm-hmm. was a Republican, a conservative Republican, and I'm about to disagree with him again. Yeah, I still do, off and on. I mean, I I think he's uh, probably a good guy at heart, but uh, yeah, sometimes he pisses us off. Yeah, and this is a case where he pissed me off. This morning on the show, he was talking. He was making the case that Republicans deserve credit for the vaccines, specifically Trump supporters, Tr- Donald Trump himself. They deserve to take credit for the vaccines. Now, irrespective of whatever Operation Warp Speed actually did. The fact of the matter is, this is like saying Hitler deserved credit for making the trains run on time. This is not a compliment that you dish out to fascist idiocrats. Sorry, I'm sorry. 
you know, say, well, oh, that Adolf Hitler and those Nazis, man, they were spiffy dressers. They had the clothing, the costumes, unbelievable. No, 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 no. We don't say that shit. I was tempted at first uh, to say, look, uh, this is a schoolyard argument. If they want to mm-hmm. take credit for the vaccine, let them take credit for the vaccine. We got yeah. them on everything else. Right. But you're, you're right. I mean, this is like Hitler built great roads. Uh, yeah. It doesn't really, <laughs> you know, it just it, it doesn't help. Uh, yeah. it, you know, in fact, it, it may do more harm. Uh, Trump's the one who wouldn't wear a mask and wouldn't tell Americans to do so. That's right. Uh, he's the one who said it would go away. Mm-hmm. He's the one who came up with all these crazy ideas with bleach and injections yeah. and yeah. and the UV lights and all that stuff. Um, you know, so, uh, you know, it, it, he just doesn't deserve any credit at all, no matter what he may have done. You know, uh, Nixon was good on China. Yeah. How's that working out for us now? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, we could sit here and talk about uh, the Wuhan lab. We can talk about uh, Anthony Fauci, but it was Donald Trump. The reason right. why 600,000 Americans are dead is because of Donald yeah. Trump's political ambitions, his lack of empathy, his lack of leadership skills, his complete rank incompetence, his dictatorial tendencies, all of it. That's why the pandemic was the disaster that exactly. it was here in the United States. States, and possibly exactly. it was Donald Trump's incompetence that made it a global disaster because yeah, really that. as as the you know as a world leader as a superpower mm-hmm. we That's had a responsibility point. yeah we had a responsibility to step in and plug that dike i don't care if it was uh, china or russia or whatever the Wuhan lab, someone ate a bat at a wet market, whatever the fuck it was. We have the infrastructure to be able to combat this stuff. And we have in the past, we have limited pandemics. We have been able to stop the bleeding, stop the hammering. And uh, in this case, we could have done that. Donald Trump was far more concerned about pandering to his people than he was about doing the right thing and making the sacrifice. Joe Biden has shown us what a competent presidency can do, and a vast majority of the American people approve, according to those polls we cited earlier. Mm -hmm. A couple of of footnotes to what you just said. One, as you were saying, 600,000 people died. I got a news alert on my phone from the Associated Press as we record this show. Mm -hmm. Uh, The U.S. death toll from COVID-19 has now officially topped 600,000. Jesus. Uh, So that happened at, at, uh, we crossed that that threshold at at the moment that you spoke of it. Uh, I was also surprised, as a a second footnote, uh, to hear Jon Stewart on uh, The Late Show with Stephen Colbert last night espouse that he believes that it uh, that it came from a lab uh yeah you know, and, and i i could never i couldn't really decide how serious he was <laughs> i about know that. i know <laughs> uh but but it concerned me that that he even said that uh yeah, and yeah. and made it seem as though he was serious i i kind of think he was uh because he went on to talk about his fears and concerns about science that, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and uh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, it, maybe, uh, but it, it doesn't matter. And it certainly wasn't. I, I just what I will never believe is that it was a weapon mm-hmm. uh, that it was, in, you know, an no. accident, no. maybe no. Uh, bats, maybe. Uh, but uh, developed as a weapon, no. No, I don't believe that. No. And, and about John Stewart, um, I, I'm like you. I, I was. <laughs> I was initially concerned when I saw the headline on, I think it was on Mediaite, they have the uh, video clip of last night on the the Colbert show. Yeah. And I went and watched the video of the segment, and 
initially I'm going, what the fuck are you doing, John Stewart? And then I, I kind of realized, is he satirizing Ron Johnson? I think he might be and, satirizing Ron Johnson. And, but but then in an additional segment, he talked about uh, mistakes uh, uh, that have been made in science labs before. And he said, you notice nobody in the science lab ever, ever says, oh, I don't think we ought to do that. Yeah, uh, you know, and he, and he may be right about that. You know, it's it was just interesting and su- surprising to hear. Mm-hmm. But again, I, I you know, we need to know uh, to to prevent future pandemics. And if it was science, then maybe they need to be reined in. But uh, I, I, I what, the real tragedy and the reason six hundred thousand people are dead is because of this mismanagement of the pandemic yeah. by Trump and other nations' leaders. Yeah, and also, wasn't he saying, too, that the lab was named after, like, coronavirus is in the name of the lab? I just, I thought it was the Wuhan Institute of Virology. I, I didn't know, <laughs> yeah, I didn't think the word, you know, I don't think He said the there. name on the building was uh, the Wuhan... SARS uh, COVID. Uh, yeah. yeah, laboratory or something like that. Yeah. And and his thing was, and they're saying, no, we, we don't know how that got out. It must have been a bat, you know, and <laughs> that was the thing they were working on. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, who knows? But does it really make any difference? What I, To me, the issue is the mismanagement yeah. that killed 600,000 people. That's right. It, that lab didn't kill 600,000 people. No. Uh, it, it, the, what the lab did, if it were a mistake and if it were the lab, that could have been limited, and mm-hmm. uh, China's government is to blame for not getting on that sooner, although they're doing a, a much better job with this now than we are. Yeah. You know, they treated this past week, they uh, tested 19 million people in three days. Mm, Jesus, that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it helps if you have a you know an autocracy Yeah. But uh, where you can order people to do that, but mm-hmm. uh, it's still pretty astounding yeah, it is. what they are able to accomplish that we are not. Yeah, well, there were three things initially that Donald Trump did horribly wrong when it came to that. I'll just throw this in here. First of all, not acting quickly enough. And then when he did, he only closed travel from China, uh, allowing those travelers to, you know, not fly directly from China to the United States. But instead, they traveled from China to Great Britain and then to New York City. And that's how they got in. And that's probably one of the reasons why, other than the lack of initial action. This is Mr. Border Security, by the way. Yeah, exactly fucking right. That's how it ends up here and spreading in large ways where the, the quantity of people well, coming and in not and just vast. not taking it seriously and yeah, lying yeah. about it and being uh, proudly defiant of yeah. it and, it's going to go and away in the all spring of that. yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, You know, being cavalier about it, uh, that's what made it worse. And then ultimately, about this time last year, liberate Michigan, liberate Virginia, et cetera. That was the key. That's what threw the entire sacrifice part of this into absolute chaos. Because once the president of the United States says, you know what, it's okay to defy all of the mask wearing and all of that shit. Fine, go out, do whatever you, go to pool parties and the beaches and Mm -hmm. do whatever the fuck you want. At that point, that's when it became an uncontrolled pandemic. That was all about, let's we're going to indulge these people, one. We're, I'm going to indulge my own supporters. And two, I'm going to get them primed so they'll turn out to vote in person in November. That's what he was thinking about. And that's why he of should course. be in prison right now. <laughs> I just jump right to that. Yeah. String them up. String them all up. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Bolsonaro, 
I think is headed toward that kind of fate. I don't know if you yeah. saw the video of him getting on an airplane uh, over the weekend and then everyone's no. screaming at him to get off. <laughs> it's amazing. Anyway. No, I did not see that. But, but you know, uh, to, to your point about Trump giving permission, he has given Americans who were so inclined anyway mm-hmm. permission to do so many things. Oh, yeah. Permission yeah. to to raspberry science uh, permission to <laughs> permission to be racist permission mm-hmm. to be violent yeah. permission to flout the law uh it, it, this is going to take some time to repair yeah. because even with him no longer in office uh, there are his followers who still feel they have that permission. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, something else I want to get into here in just a second is Mitch McConnell. And the question of the hour is, is Mitch McConnell losing his marbles or is he up to something? I want to talk about that and a few other things before we wrap up the show right after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath & Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska. Great Nick Lutzko. Uh, I think this is the lead track of his latest album. This is called Sideshow. NickLutzko.com. Also, follow him on Twitter, goddammit. That's where you get all of his great music videos. Yeah. Yeah, yesterday I uh, went for a bike ride, then posted a selfie on Instagram of my face with that, that post-bike ride face where I'm just sweaty and my face is all red and I just look like shit. But <laughs> here's my... Here's my post-bike ride face. And Nick Lutzko jumped into the comments and said, Hey, Bob, you look like me. <laughs> Which is, that's Nick Lutzko's whole thing. By the way, you still there, Buzz? Hello? I think I'm we lo- sorry. Oh, Hi. there he is. Hi. Hi. Yes. Hi. <laughs> I, there's this button you have to push. <laughs> Who knew? I, this is the part of the show where the opioids have kicked in. So. <laughs> What I was going to say was yeah. that if you if these last two songs that you've just mm. heard on Bob's show today yeah. are perfect examples of why you should listen to his monthly indie music countdown. Thank and, you. Uh, 
these guys will be on the next one, or at yeah. the next turn of the month. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, Bob has a whole library of these songs. And what you can do, uh, you know how your phone, when it finishes playing one show, it goes on to the next? Yeah. Do that with Bob's Indie Music Countdown, and you've got this incredible soundtrack for the day. Oh, it's just, yeah. It's, and and uh, like we say, it's all the best songs you never heard. That's right. Uh, I love doing it. There's another one coming up. Uh, I believe it's going to be a little into July. I think it's going to be, I, I think <laughs> it's another vacation day where I'm going to actually uh, do an indie music countdown. July 4th, I think, will be the next indie music oh countdown. Gosh. Well, how patriotic. Yeah, That's how great. about that? But <laughs> I am, I'm going to be off that entire prior week from the 27th through July 4th. That will be a... Uh, there will be Check no shows that week. I'm, uh, yeah. I'm sorry. I haven't missed. I haven't missed a week since the holidays. So I, I think I could use a, a yeah, refueling of the outrage tanks. Yeah, you're definitely due. Yeah. So right, that'll I'll, be. I'll uh, make it. I'll make a note of that on my calendar. Thank you so much. Yeah. There will be no shows that week. Okay. So sorry. Uh, but I'm. I'm so looking forward to it. Thank you. Um. <laughs> so Mitch McConnell, as I said before the break, is either losing his marbles or he's up to something, and that's the choice that we have to make we have to decide mm. which it's going to be and then approach the story mm. accordingly mm. mitch mcconnell th mm. <laughs> he threatened to he threatened it's our quiz show music i'm oh, sorry there you go okay gotcha uh he threatened to block any supreme court nominee put forward by joe biden during the mm -hmm. 2024 election cycle and he's right. probably going to try it in 2023 sure what we have to do is assume that if mitch mcconnell uh, well, first of all, if the Republicans get a majority in the Senate in 2022, once that Congress is sworn in and Mitch McConnell is the majority leader again, you can pretty much count on the fact that we will not be able to replace Stephen Breyer if he steps down. So right. the, the key right. to all of this, and this is like, I think it's this is basically Mitch McConnell putting a big spotlight on Stephen Breyer and saying, you better yes. resign, which is weird to me. Like, why would, why would Mitch McConnell want to preserve that seat with the liberal side of the Supreme Court for another generation? And that's what I don't understand. That's what that's the losing his marbles side of this, because he's saying to Joe Biden, he's saying to Stephen Breyer, even more importantly, it's probably time to step down after this session, after yeah, the Supreme Court term. McConnell has always been, despite uh, the other things we know about him to be true, mm. has always been considered to be a, a fairly brilliant uh, congressional strategist. Yeah. Uh, maybe he's not looking outside the box. Maybe he's not looking outside of Congress on this. I, mm -hmm. I don't know. But here again, uh, you, you've given uh, for the second time in today's show an example of Republicans handing Democrats an advantage. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it does seem odd. I think McConnell is thinking strictly legislatively, uh, and and uh, this is his, and and in that role, he's Lucy holding the football, hoping Democrats will uh, believe him and go running for it, and uh, then he can yank the football away. Yeah, uh, that that's what I think he's thinking, but he's not thinking outside of that box. Mm -hmm. uh, that's my best guess. Uh, yeah inside Congress, a brilliant strategist, a big picture guy. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. Well, count on this, that I'm predicting this now. I'm going way out on a limb at this point, that Stephen Breyer will step down at the end of this term, which means mm -hmm. we're probably going to have a Supreme Court confirmation in the fall, the fall, Better. early winter. I think that's mm -hmm. the last chance to do it because you get into – 2022 and then it's all about elections and members of congress are flying in and out of their 
districts or their home states. And so you end up uh, with a, a situation that you're leading up to an election again. You give the Republicans an opportunity to scream about how, oh, we can't confirm a justice right before an election, la, 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 all the nonsense that they did with Merrick Garland uh, last time around. Even though they don't have the power to do that necessarily, they can still kind of convince someone like Joe Manchin or Kirsten Cinema to mm-hmm. be flies in the ointment once again. So there's a consideration. So the timing has to be just right for Stephen Breyer to step down. And if he doesn't step down before January, whatever it is, January 6th or January 1st of uh, 2023, then we're up Shit's Creek again. Because here we have another <laughs> RBG situation where RBG could have stepped down while Barack Obama was still president. And we could have saved that seat for the liberal side on the Supreme Court for another generation. But she didn't do it. I think one of her only mistakes ever as yeah, a, in I her agree. history as a jurist. We, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's... Yeah, I mean, we can understand. I mean, she yeah. just didn't want to let go of that job and, and remain competent in it for as long as she could do it. Mm-hmm. But uh, first Monday in October rolls around and uh, we, we need a Supreme Court in place. I, yep. I, I would be, you know... I, I don't know how it's going to go. I can't. I can't predict uh, what what's going to happen or whether or not we're going to be able to make this happen. Yeah. But I I certainly hope so. It 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 is an opportunity uh, that we don't get very often. And if the Republicans are able to replace Stephen Breyer, that's going to be holy shit. Yeah, well, that's going to be a seven to two Supreme Court. Seven conservatives, two liberals. Elena Kagan and Sonia Sotomayor. That'll be the what's end. the point? Yeah. What's the point at that point? Yeah, exactly, know? exactly. So you're counting on John Roberts and maybe fucking Brett Kavanaugh to do the right thing? No <laughs> way. That's never going to happen. Save that seat. Save Breyer's seat for another generation. Get some younger blood in there and by the way it's not going to be hillary clinton and it's not going to be barack obama so you got to disabuse yourselves of that fantasy it's not going to be either of those two it'll be someone who's in line you know someone from the appeals court level or something like that i've even heard a name i mean i I think it's already you know i think they've already figured that out at the white house who the who the nominee will be oh yeah Uh, and i'm sorry i don't have the name at my disposal at this moment all right yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, a respected judge yeah but it's someone who they can get uh, kirsten cinema and joe manchin to support that's not the motivating factor behind choosing this person, but it's going to be someone that they can get the entire Democratic caucus in the Senate behind, right? Right. Yeah. There's always those practical considerations. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. I, you but, know what? I always land on the shitty news story right before we're ready to wrap up. For I the think day. you do it on purpose. I, we all think you do it on purpose. Excellent. There have been conversations along those lines, Buzz, DMs back and forth. Why does yes. Bob always do this? Uh, but the FBI has issued a warning. Uh, that uh-huh. QAnon might become more violent. Yes, FBI I has, saw this. They've warned lawmakers that QAnon digital soldiers, remember that is Mike Flynn's term for the QAnon people, digital mm. soldiers, may become more violent. The FBI has warned lawmakers that online QAnon conspiracy theorists may carry out more acts of violence as they move from serving as digital soldiers to taking action in the real world following the January 6th U.S. Capitol attack. The shift is fueled by a belief among some of the conspiracy's more militant followers that they can no longer trust the plan, quote-unquote, set forth by its mysterious standard bearer, simply known as Q. Okay, oh so, yeah. so Why, When you go rogue on Q, you've really gone off the grid, haven't you? <laughs> That's right. I think in the backs of their twisted, worm-infested brains, they realized, oh, shit, Q is just Ron and Jim Watkins in the Philippines. It's uh-huh. not any actual right. guy. In so the, the answer, state. the answer, gentlemen, is guns. Uh, and, they, and they have been. They have been. They've been arming up. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, this is a very real concern. 
I'm glad the FBI put out the warning. I mm. th- I'm glad that you mentioned it here. I think it needs more coverage than that. I think yeah. it needs more uh, emphasis than it's getting or that it's going to get. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, spread the word. The FBI's warning that QAnon uh, stands to become more violent, uh, and we're talking about guns here. I hope the FBI is like white on rice when it comes to guys like Mike Flynn and some of these other former military, former intelligence officials that are massing up in uh, Northern Virginia. They're all Q adherents, or at least they're taking advantage of the fact that the QAnon conspiracy cult is so popular. And, you know, it's dwindling in popularity as I think it gets exposed for being a gigantic, colossal prank. Because that's the origin. I mean, Ron, uh, Jim, uh, no, it's Ron Watkins. I always get the two mixed up, but Ron Watkins, the son. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ron Watkins has a history of, uh, you know, using the internet to play elaborate pranks in the real world. And that's kind of where it all starts. Mm-hmm. And, right. uh, yeah, I, I, while it is nauseating to look at and it is very stressful to look at, I do strongly recommend that Q documentary series. I believe it's on, uh, HBO Max. Episode five is particularly disturbing. I will say, I will warn you, episode five is, is hard to watch. It's not because it's gross or anything like that. It's just like, oh shit, they've really infiltrated, haven't they? But as we've seen since the January 6th insurrection, they're all getting booted off, uh, you know, polite circles on the internet. Yeah, but so that's good. The, the numbers of Americans who believe that stuff, who believe the yeah. conspiracy theories, is frightening. And the number of guns we have sold. Uh, right. Yeah, I think, there, I think I read today that 2020 was the worst year on history, or at least in decades, for yeah. gun violence, and that we're... Uh, so far this year, on track to be worse. Uh, I believe there have been uh, more than 8,100 gun deaths since January 1st. Yeah. And that averages out, I understand, to about 54 a day. Jesus 54 Christ. people a day killed by gunfire. That's how many guns are out there, uh, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, some of those are in the hands of uh, these people who believe these conspiracy theories yeah the q followers or and now q rogues uh who are even more militant and are armed to the teeth uh the fbi's warning they could cut loose with anything at any time yeah Uh, that's that's kind of an important warning uh know that you have been warned and all these badly impressionable people. I'm not going to go so far as to say they're idiots, but they might be idiots. I mean, all these badly impressionable people. That was are, our that was our band in college. Remember, they might be idiots. Yeah. <laughs> and there, ladies and gentlemen, is the title of today's show. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. just and just in time, right? <laughs> Yeah, well, what's happening is uh, they might be idiots are being manipulated and <laughs> radicalized by sociopaths who have no interest whatsoever in right. what the ramifications are of what they're doing, the, the, this elaborate I, prank that they're playing. I don't know how many of you folks have come across a sociopath, a real sociopath in your life, personal contact with oh, one. Oh, I have. I, I have. Mm-hmm. I have. Bob says he has. Uh, they're scary, right, Bob? Uh, uh, yes, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, they are. And I think uh, we know some of the same sociopaths. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, but uh, be that as it may, uh, when they are armed and misinformed, uh, when they are armed with guns and misinformation, mm. uh Pay attention to the FBI warning. Yeah. That's all That's all we're saying. Yeah, yeah. Just be careful. And August 15th appears to be uh, the day. At least that's the skull Second 
when I have you seen the tickets to Trump's second inauguration? <laughs> yes, I did. Oh, uh, either that's a, a, a really uh, a bored person with lots of time in their hands who's printing up tickets for that, <laughs> or but by the way, Kid Rock is scheduled to perform. I mean, Kid Rock fans, <laughs> of course, well, of course, that's a given. I think. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. or that's a very good Photoshop. What, what do you what do you mean they might be idiots? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, here's the fun story. Here's the re- really what I okay. wanted to lead up to to end the show All with. Right. Did you see Dan Crenshaw's Summer of 1776 video? Oh, uh, Mr. Eyepatch? No, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, see yeah. It. Well, he's got he's got a little of a, a little bit of a Photoshop crisis for this video because really? this screen grab for the video on Vimeo, it's of this tropical setting. And it's Dan Crenshaw with a white shirt on and a pair of sunglasses. Uh-huh. And right behind him is the superimposed uh, words, Dan's first annual. And then it's supposed to be Dan's first annual summer of 1776, <laughs> something, something. So he does this whole video uh-huh. on, on Vimeo. Except the way he's standing in front of the words the Dan's words. first annual, it looks uh-huh. like Dan's fist anal. So there that's, you go. That's beautiful. That's the meme of the day. Beautiful. <laughs> Dan's fist anal will not be the title of today's show, but I'm. It's a. Now, it's a good second place, I think. Now uh, we know how he lost his eye. I don't know. <laughs> All right, that's how we end the show. Perfection. All right. The opioids <laughs> will continue to kick in in today's postmortem show. Yeah, absolutely. Well. Here's what you have to look for. We're going to talk about Ukraine a little bit. We're going to talk about Alex Jones a little bit, a little more insurrection talk uh, regarding Alex Jones. Plus, maybe time to start uh, uh, biting your nails over the Supreme Court as the ACA decision looms. There's five more decisions that the Supreme Court has to hand down. We're going to talk about those five decisions coming up. Plus, plus I have a, a correction on hacks on HBO. I was celebrating something last week, and I was inaccurate about something, and... I'm not above making corrections when I fuck something up, and I got a but correction about hacks. Yeah, it's a it's minor a, one, it's, but it's not. But yeah, it's a, it's a good correction. Good see. correction, yes. Yeah. Absolutely good correction. It was such a relief when I saw it. <laughs> uh, plus, Americans are keeping their cars longer. We're going to talk about that a little bit, okay, too, coming good. up on the uh, post-mortem show. That is exclusively happening on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash show. If you're not signed up, you're really missing out on all the fun. You're missing out on the two yeah. post-mortem shows every, uh, every week. That's uh, every Tuesday and every Thursday after we're done recording the free portion of the show. And you're also missing out on the after party on Fridays with me and Kimberly Johnson. It's an hour and a half of us shooting the shit about our personal lives, politics, pop culture, sex, drugs, whatever. It all happens there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you're also missing out on a great community of listeners all joining in and uh, conversing in the comments under each post. Uh, Ziggy Blue, uh, Andrew Catino, all of our uh, celebrities and and famous people, (laughs) our famous Patreon people. That we uh, that we know and love and we can't live without. Yeah, that's all happening on our Patreon again. Patreon.com/slash Bob Seska Show. Go sign up. All you got to do is sign up for a dollar a month. That's one, That's twenty five cents a week. I think we can all spare twenty five cents a week for a fully independent uh, podcast here. And uh, we, of course, thank you for that. For a dollar a week, you can have friends. <laughs> it's not even that. It's a dollar a month, Buzz. A dollar a oh, month. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. 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 And for that, you get access to the comments and so on, the uh, little uh, community, that we call it the community tab, where you can go and you can post your own blog entries there, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I said, it's all happening. Don't miss out. FOMO is real, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. 
So the uh, postmortem show comes up next. And meanwhile, uh, you can follow Buzz Burbank. Go search for Buzz Burbank on Twitter. Search for Buzz Burbank on Facebook. You can find him there and enjoy. Enjoy. Sometimes, sometimes I put something there. <laughs> He's waiting to meet you. Okay, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, have a, uh, a great rest of your Tuesday, a great rest of your week, and we'll see you on uh, Thursday. Bye-bye. When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online, schedule package pickups through the dashboard, and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers, with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.